1: as if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey
0: everyone, welcome to a new episode of Orange Weekly. My name is Kev Dan, and I really appreciate you guys joining us here tonight. We're gonna cover a lot of things tonight. Uh, from Super Bowl 52 and the breakdown and kind of our guesses as to what's going to happen with the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. Also going to cover a lot of Broncos stuff tonight, including uh, coaching staff changes. We're going to talk about the Aqib Talib rumors uh, and uh, go over the Senior Bowl as well, which I was at. Uh, I'm sure you guys uh, have seen a lot of uh, uh, just review video from that and stuff and some highlights. So with me tonight, we got we got Jason. <laughs> And Hello, Jared. <laughs> so we got the crew all back together for the first time in a while. So they're going to help me break down everything that's going on uh, with the Broncos and whatnot. So that being said, guys, uh, we'll get to it after uh, we bring up the intro for you guys and let's start joining. And once again, please start asking your questions. Uh, love to hear from you guys. And really what this show is, is, is about is getting to talk to you guys, see what you think about, what you're thinking about, how you feel about these topics, and any other questions you guys might have. So uh, please let us know, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of this video. again, welcome to Orange Weekly, my name is Kevin. Edwin. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, actually we're going to put this on the podcast, so if you're listening on the podcast, thanks for doing that. Uh, make sure you tell your friends about us, check us out on SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. Uh, we'll be covering some more stuff during the off season and be doing two podcasts a week come start of the next season. So, with that being said, guys, we're going to start off with the to Aq- Tlaib rumors. Basically looking for, you know, how true are these? What do we think is going to happen with that? And uh, what what are the pluses and minuses to losing Tlaib? Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll start off with you, Jared. So,
2: Akib Tlaib has been a, a top two corner for Probably the last, like, I want to say 10 years now. And as long as he's been with the Broncos, since he's been back with the Broncos, he's been a top two corner uh, consistently. So really what's going to happen is we're going to lose that. Uh, We do have a lot of faith in some of these young guys. Bradley Roby, as we've seen, can play on the outside. He can really step up to take out that number two next to Chris Harris. However, it does lose a lot. And as you can tell, and as you remember from the season, as everybody remembers, we're not afraid to give up big name playmakers for our young guys. And I think that's what we're trying to turn over a new leaf and start to look at that. So the rumors, unfortunately, I feel like this is going to come to fruition. I think that's going to be just another situation, you know? Um, also, it keeps leave was another person that was very vocal and, and uh, talk a lot about um, the loss of, um, Oh crap. What's the safety's name again? I forget his name. You work. Or- uh, no, the, went over to uh, Tampa Bay. Anyways, he was very vocal about, oh, yeah. losing, uh, uh, about losing him. So that creating the issues on defense that he created um, on top of everything else, I, I think it's definitely going to happen. Unfortunately, we need to clear up some cap space if we're going to do anything this offseason. And I think that's he's going to be the first one on the chopping block.
0: Okay, Jason, same thing for you. I guess my question is especially what looking long term, what are we going to benefit from losing keep to leave? Uh, and, you know, especially if we're talking about looking at getting Kirk Cousins, um, you know, is that something we're going to have to do? Or, you know, we're going to have to make some cap space for signing Kirk Cousins. So it's a keep to leave the right answer, or who should be uh, the guy out the door?
1: Yeah, it's good questions, uh, And we'll talk about the quarterback thing, what I think is going to happen later with that. But um, if they do go the Kirk Cousins route, that's definitely one way to clear up some space. We're going to have to lose some of our defense if we do end up going with Kirk Cousins um <clears throat> however I, if we're talking about the benefits jared touched a bit on the, the what we'd be losing but i think beneficial wise uh we lose a distraction uh, i think uh as, lo- as much as i love to and and his energy uh he can be a distraction at times um we saw multiple suspensions and kind of taking Uh, guy's minds away from the game because he's more obsessed with pulling a chain than just shutting down the guy those kind of things that happen you've seen offseason troubles with him and um, as great as he is he can be a distraction Um, I think the other uh, thing that um, as great as Tlaib can be is sometimes he ends up taking too many risks to get those pick sixes and then he gets burned um, so he's a great corner. There's no doubt about that. You can't argue his stats. But I think uh, beneficial wise, if we do end up trading him, whatever we can get picks, we clear up uh, cap space, whatever it may be, uh, we can end up losing some uh, a distraction in the locker room that he can come, uh, he can sometimes be.
0: Yeah, I know. I was hearing reports that especially after uh, our loss this last year, um, especially to certain teammates uh he kind of was uh, a distraction in the locker room if you will uh that alone i think is the possi- you know bringing up the possibility of us getting rid of him uh but uh there were about 3 gms that were asked at the the senior bowl and i can't remember who asked the question um they asked would you be interested in picking up a Talib? uh and all of them said no uh obviously with just the amount of money that it's going he's going to come with um and I guess some of the attitude as well, those two big factors right there are going to turn other teams off. Now, is some would somebody try to pick him up and trade for him? Uh, yeah, I, I think somebody would. But is it going to be a good enough offer? Because we're not just going to take anyone for keep to leave uh, is my thinking. Now, um, John Elway apparently thought that was good news, which is – he was quoted as saying it was good news, and I don't understand why that would be good news if he's trying to trade him. But uh, anyway, so other than a keep to Tlaib, who do you guys think is on the chopping block um, and who could be looking at moving on from the Broncos, especially if we have to get rid of someone we're trying to bring in Kirk Cousins? Either one of you guys. I'll give this one to you, Jason, to start with.
2: <laughs>
1: Uh, you know that's a good question uh it's a tough call i, I don't really know if there's outside of to i don't know if there's really anyone that stands out as somebody who'd be on the chopping block uh i, I can promise you von miller's safe uh, really oh, yeah. i guess outside of outside of von, I'm um I, I guess everyone has the potential to leave um again going to be focused on younger guys and build up talent we'll try and clear some cap space that kind of leaves most of our defense uh kind of out in the open as far as what might happen so um again it depends on the grand scheme of things what they end up doing what they if they do sign cousins if they don't if they go a different route whatever it may be uh it's going to it's going to pay uh it's going to lead a lot to these decisions um as far as who goes and if we even need to get rid of our defense again depending on uh, how everything starts to play out
2: so the one thing i do want to mention here too is and and we've talked about this is that uh, a couple of our inside linebackers uh, both cory nelson and todd davis are on the unrestricted free agency list for this year if we can't get a deal done with them uh, so that's something that they're probably going to be shopping for outside of that on the defensive side of things i don't see us losing too much more other than probably those two inside linebackers and possibly keep to which in the grand scheme of things isn't as bad as we might think it might be. We're, we're becoming a younger team, and we, we need to, uh, you know, we have new coaches. We have to become our own uh, identity a little bit more. And uh, losing those guys, as, as good of players as they are, and, you know, all my respects for Todd Davis and Court Nelson, both of them. Uh, I think uh, inside linebacker is something that we're also going to be looking at for in the draft. but we'll get that when we start talking about the draft stuff. But um, <laughs> on the defensive side, we, those are the only guys we're losing. Um, other notable names on this unrestricted free agency list while we're talking about it. Uh, uh, Jared Crick is on that unrestricted Both him and Cody Latimer from that draft um, are both on that unrestricted free agency list. So those are two big names that you guys have to look out for. Also, uh, pretty much full-time starter Alan Barbary on on the guard is also on that list. So uh, uh, quite a few big names on that list that we need to kind of watch for as you're watching throughout. But as far as getting rid of people for, like, cap space and stuff, I don't see it as losing anybody outside of the normal deals of the NFL. Uh,
0: so talking about some of those unrestricted – so with Crick being injured last year, hopefully we're, we're going to see him come back and be a big playmaker for us. Uh, what do you guys think about Jake Butt? And while we're talking about kind of those injured players coming back, uh, Jake Butt, in terms of what he's going to do for us in the tight end sl- uh, position – uh, and how big of an impact is going to have on our team, uh, no matter who the quarterback is? Uh, and again, from my point of view, John Elway is going to try to sign a veteran. Um, you know, I'm sorry, but um, Osweiler's gone. I, I can see um, Trevor Simeon being gone. And Paxton Lynch just isn't the long term answer. And please, nobody say Chad Kelly because that's just. That's not going to happen, at least not within the next couple of years uh, until he, unless he shows that he is just the next Tom Brady. So anyway, what do you guys think about uh, Jake Butt in that discussion?
1: I think for me, the biggest tragedy is we'll never see a Simeon-Butt combination. Um, <laughs> that is really what's really exciting. Uh, all jokes aside, though uh you know I, I think there's a he's going to be big for us uh I, I like a good type I mean we've seen um with the Patriots how big a tight end can be in a system and uh I don't I'm not claiming butt's going to be the next Gronkowski or anything like that but uh I think he has a lot of upside and a lot of potential um you know I I, I think uh we can get into this later too but if Kirk Cousins option doesn't work out there's I think an option of trading for Andrew Luck. Uh, I think that hasn't been talked much about, but I do see it being an option with Luck being very unhappy with the Colts organization and um, a bit of a Stanford connection between him and and Elway. And um, so if we can't clear up a ton of cap space or if uh, Cousins goes with some other team, then I think Andrew Luck is another option. Um, And I think uh, Luck with a lot of our offensive weapons would do pretty well. But, um, yeah, in regards to Bud, I think... um, he could really have a, a good time with the Broncos. Um, I'm excited to see him be able to play
2: finally.
0: Same to you, Jared.
2: Yeah, I no, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I really want to see, obviously, as a Bronco fan, we want to see Bud excel when he gets in there as um, healthy and as ready to get put into this system. And I, I feel it's helpful to him, too, coming back into it with a new offensive coordinator. Uh, to kind of build it around him if he sees that possibility. Um, so that's something that I'm looking forward to. I'm going to see how much we as or the coaches, as a coaching staff and team can revolve around and get him uh, the ball in space. And that's where he's good at, right? Uh, he's, he's a big physical body. He's he's decently quick for the size. Um, he, he creates a good overall tight end for us. So that's what I'm excited to see. So hopefully, yeah, he does become, you know, comes back 100% healthy and becomes what we want him to be.
0: Hey guys, we've got some questions here. And once again, everyone, thanks for joining us here at Orange Weekly. It's your first time joining. Uh, we do weekly shows during the season. We're going to be doing several uh, episodes and podcasts as well during the off season. So if you want to check out our podcast, the Orange Weekly one, at SoundCloud.com, uh, it's also on Google Play. And, uh, uh, let's see iTunes as well. So anyone of those three sources, or if you have audio boom, please check that out, especially during the highlights of the season. Jared will talk about that in a second, but want to send us some shout outs, Cameron Sims. Hey man, thanks for uh, joining us. And Ty uh, Taylor, I'm sorry, Tyler. Uh, we need a new linebacker. What do you guys think about that? Uh, who's out there that we could sign? Is that something that we want to draft? I guess with that question, uh, what do you guys think as well, um, well, how would our draft strategy change if we were to get a uh, veteran quarterback in free agency? Um, just kind of how that would, you know, kind of bring about our draft plan. So, Jared, I'll start with you.
2: Yeah, no. If we can get a, a veteran quarterback, and again, we'll talk about the whole veteran quarterback thing a little bit later in the show. But uh, if we can get a good veteran quarterback in the dra- or in the free agency, our draft schedule is. Hey,
0: okay, Jason, you there?
2: going to be completely different yeah. a lot of okay. holes that we, we, we can really um, fix is there's a lot of holes that we can really fix and inside linebacker is definitely one of them um, as with you know we're losing two of our inside linebackers the other thing that I noticed too especially with one of our our downfalls of this season and even the season before was our linebackers in coverage um, that's what I think we're going to try to go out and get if we do get that veteran quarterback in the uh, the waivers or if we get him off the waivers in, in, uh, not in the draft then we can go out and get that inside linebacker, that guy that can cover, that guy that can hit that can, guy that can fill holes in the run game and he can be all over the place but until then we're not going to be able to know but to answer your original question, yeah I think if we get that quarterback uh, in the off the waiver wire and we get him before the draft then it completely changes our entire schedule for what we're going to do in the draft
0: Jason what do you think man?
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I think the major benefit the Broncos have is that free agency starts before the draft, and so if we're able to, again, either trade for or sign a veteran quarterback, that's going to change everything. Um, I think that means it comes down to, um, with our first overall pick, we'll either take a quarterback, depending on if we're able to get one before that or not, or um, I would like to see us take a shot at the Penn State running back um, because that guy is absolutely phenomenal. And um, as much as I love CJ Anderson, um, and he finally had a good year, but the guy can't stay healthy. So, right. um, out, outside of that, uh, I think we do target kind of an inside linebacker or whatever. Or, um, for sure, like Jared said, you know, uh, linebackers that can also drop into coverage, uh, which was kind of been one of our, our weaknesses on defense um, that teams have started to expose a bit.
0: Okay, guys, let's see what else we got going on. Uh, Guys, please keep posting your comments. Uh, I think the State of the Union is probably uh, (laughs) making our viewership suffer. So if you're all watching, please just let us know what you think and uh, give us your comments on everything uh, with the Broncos, and and, uh, we'll get into the Super Bowl here in a little bit. Uh, Guys, as you know, uh, Coach Studsville, our longtime running back coach from back in uh, 2008, uh, was let go as part of the coaching uh, changeover. I think we can pretty much all agree that – uh, letting go of Brock Olivio was probably the right answer, especially with how our uh, special teams suffered this year. But do you think the combination of those two and letting go Studsville go as well, with his long-term reputation, all the contributions he gave the Broncos, is that really the right coaching change move that we need if we're looking for this culture shift that uh, Vance Joseph is talking about? Jared.
2: Yes. Uh, so I can. Yes. Definitely start with this one. So uh, I agree, and it's it's really hard. Let me back up a little bit. It's really hard as a longtime Bronco fan to see some of our older guys, some of the guys that have been with us for so long. And we were talked about with like the to Talib thing too. So, some of the guys have been with us for so long, so dedicated to us to be letting him go, especially the way that we kind of did at the end of the season. Not saying that, you know, we drop blame for our lack of running game on, on him specifically, but uh, it seems like this whole culture change thing. And it's going to be, it's going to be a shock for all of us. Uh, Fans, players, uh, coaches, the front office. It's going to be a shock for a lot of us, this whole culture change thing, because that means out with the old and with the new. And I think that's what he's trying to get with. And honestly, this, what really, this really does for both Vance Joseph and John is it puts Vance Joseph on an even hotter seat than he would have been if he would have kept some of those older guys. And I think that's really what's going to come down to is he's going to be on the super hot seat this coming season because of these situations. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, <clears throat> across the board, I agree. Uh, you know, it's part of sports. It's an unfortunate part of sports, but it is, especially for professional sports, it's a business. And anytime you see a franchise struggling, you're going to see a lot of coaching changes, especially in franchises that uh, are used to having a lot of success. Um, you know, the same thing is happening up here with Seattle Seahawks, where they're just having a, a huge coaching shift and they're letting go all kinds of coaches right now. Um, so you, you see that it's a business and if the teams aren't uh, succeeding, then they're going to find ways to try to change and adjust and make things right. And that's what we're seeing with the Broncos right now. Uh, some moves, I think, are absolute the right call. Others we will have to wait and see. But like Jared said, I think this puts more onus on Vance Joseph this next year. And uh, if we have another season uh, like this year, then I think I think that seals the deal for Vance Joseph as far as his time being um a Broncos coach will be over but uh at the same time uh hopefully uh these new coaches come in and they all align right and have different visions and and capabilities and things just kind of align right and uh, we have a successful season with them all
0: so if we go on say a three-game losing streak um do you see John Elway cutting uh Vance Joseph early in the middle of the season or is he going to try hold, holding on to him throughout the course of the season just to keep that continuity? Uh, guys, if you ask me, uh, Elway's going to try to prevent that eight-game losing streak situation like we had last year. Uh, and Banjo's already on the hot seat. I think any game we lose is going to significantly call into question his abilities as a head coach, uh, even if it's game one, you know, where anything can happen. Uh, but what do you guys think about that in terms of, you know, when when is Elway going to say enough's enough, I've given you more than enough chances. Kind of like we got, we've given to Paxton Lynch and we've got to move on.
2: All, all of that really, the biggest part of all that is how much faith he has in his coordinators. Um, honestly, I, I see him. I, I don't see us having another eight game losing streak. I just, I just don't see it happening. However, uh, if we do get to something like a six game losing streak or a five game losing streak, or even if we start the, the season, zero and four, I definitely see that conversation coming up. But until then, I don't think we should even have that conversation. I don't think that's a conversation that needs to happen until that happens. I want to have as much faith in Vance Joseph and in our, in our team as possible. And uh, it'll it'll be a judgment call from John Elway. And I, I think he's playing it because of the hot seat. He is going to be playing it by ear and he's going to be focusing a lot more this season than he has in the past few seasons.
1: Yeah, I agree again. Uh, you know, it, uh, unless we start out 0-3, 0-4, I don't really see it being an issue. I, I really don't see this going on an eight-game losing streak again. Our defense is too good, and especially if we're able to address the quarterback issue. Um, I, I mean, most of those losses were, quite honestly, quarterback-based between too many picks or picks at the wrong time or just overall mismanagement. Um, and, and so I think having a, a better quarterback is going to really help with that um, in and of itself. And so unless we start out 0-3, 0-4, Uh, which I don't see happening. I really don't see that being an issue this next season at all. Um, I think as long as maybe if it gets to the point where we're just out of playoff contention, then getting a new coach in there to kind of just start getting him in the system before the next season. But I think as long as we're in a, in a battle for a playoff spot, uh, Vance Joseph will
0: for sure be there. You guys are dead set on. We're not going to have an eight game losing streak. Uh, I think we were pretty sure at the beginning of last season, that wasn't going to happen either. Uh, And, don't get me wrong, guys. I, I would like to think that, yeah, that's that was a fluke. It hasn't happened since the 1960s in Broncos history. Uh, so I'm hoping it's another 60 years, basically, before we see that again. Um, but uh, either way, you know, it's got to be running in John Elway's mind is what I'm thinking of. You know, what, how far how, how far am I going to let this go uh, before we start seeing empty seats in uh, Mile High again? So... Uh, anyway, uh, guys keep posting your questions. Thanks for joining us. The few of you that are watching, uh, if you're watching later, uh, please send us email, send us a question, uh, with, uh, you know, something you want us to cover, uh, in the off season. And Jared, if you want to kind of break down what's coming up next, uh, in terms of the near future for the off season dates.
2: Right. So this is something that, uh, I'm really excited to talk about too. Uh, as we're not doing the weekly shows every week, we're going to be kind of doing them, uh, here and there throughout the rest of the off season. Um, there's a couple of big dates that you guys should all know as fans going forward with the NFL. The biggest one I think for Broncos fans is going to be the uh, March 6th. So starting on right before the scouting combine on February 20th, um, teams can start posting their franchise players. That franchise deadline for teams to designate their franchise player is march 6th what that means for us is all of those quarterbacks that we're talking about we're talking your kirk cousins your andrew lux your um alex smiths all those guys are waiting for that franchise tag to be able to to be put out there and for me my biggest one's kirk cousins i i think if he doesn't get the franchise tags he's pretty much already said he wants to go this will be his third or fourth year in a row getting this franchise tag from washington and his head coach has already said he'd rather not do a one-year deal obviously he'd rather do a long-term deal but kirk cousins is the best quarterback out there if he doesn't get that franchise tag so as, as broncos fans that's a huge one and we'll obviously go into the kirk cousins thing a little more but uh further on down the line we have uh the scouting combine is between february 27th and march 5th so those are big dates to go, to watch out for some of these players that are going to be in the draft um we also have the uh, salary cap deadline is March 14th, and then the NFL draft is April 26th to 28th. It's going to happen in Texas, at the, in Arlington, at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, unfortunately. Um, but those are the big dates that you need to look forward to. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated on, on the page and through our podcast and through these uh, the Orange Weekly videos uh, on what's going on and what you guys need to look out for. But those are the big dates that you need to look out for in the future.
0: So basically, guys, breaking that down, uh, after the Super Bowl, things are going to start happening. So watch the news, uh, watch yeah, watch out for the updates on our page, and uh, we'll be posting those podcasts uh, pretty much before and after all these big events. So uh, sometime during free agency, I'm sure we'll do one, we'll do one before the combine, or I'm sorry, after the combine, we'll do a pre and uh, post uh, free agency one, kind of cover all the big deals, not just for us, for other teams as well, uh, and then we'll do a pre and a post-draft show and podcast for the draft. So watch out guys. We're going to be keeping you guys updated as best as we can during the off season. So Tyler's saying Alex Smith isn't that bad either. We haven't really talked about him yet. What, what do you guys see the, uh, if there's any positive or upside to us getting uh, Alex Smith over Kirk cousins?
1: Uh, I think he's the cheaper option. (laughs) 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 He, uh, He, he's got a point. He's not, he's, he's probably the best game manager in the game. And honestly, that's all the Broncos need right now is somebody who's not going to turn the ball over three times a game. And uh, Alex Smith is really great with that. Um, and so with our defense, Alex Smith isn't a bad option. Um, I get that Kirk cousins might be the higher option as far as his ability. Um, but if we're looking to go a cheaper option, I don't, I don't think Alex Smith is a bad choice to go with at all.
2: I agree. I agree hundred percent. I, I, I think that, um, Alex Smith is definitely the cheaper option. I honestly would rather go for Kirk Cousins right off the bat, but I, I agree 100%. I think uh, Alex Smith is definitely an option if our cards line up. Again, we really won't know how those cards line up until that March 6th. Um, it, once that March 6th deadline hits is when we're going to have a much more clear idea of who's going to be out out there and available. Uh, also, is Kansas City going to be willing to deal with us? That's another thing that we need to really look at. So. Those are all up in the air options as far as uh, the Kirk Cousins unrestricted free agency thing. Once he's off that unrestricted free agency, once he is in that agency, then we know that we have a shot at him. But again, March 6th, that's our deadline.
0: Yeah, so we're watching out for that. Hey guys, talk about the Senior Bowl a little bit. I'm uh, not sure if you guys saw the highlights, and I'll kind of start talking about that a little bit. So uh, obviously the Broncos coaching staff was coaching the North team, which had both uh, Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen uh, as the two two main quarterbacks we were looking at. And uh, yes, the the North team did get uh, I would say not I'd say get embarrassed by the by the uh, score in the actual game. Um, yes, there are people out there who say that uh, the game is kind of like it's Pro Bowl. You know, it's not, the score doesn't matter. What matters is the player interaction with the coaching staff and seeing how they handle those actual NFL-style meetings, uh, how they handle themselves in practice, and then, in a sense, how they handle themselves in the game. One of the things I saw from the North team was there were several, several really good throws um, by both quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, uh, that he hit the receiver in the hands and were just dropped, um, and that was that was frustrating to see. I mean, really, when you're looking at the quarterback play, he the best he can do is get the ball in the chest, in the hands of the receiver, and at that point, if they drop it. You know that's the onus is on them for that one, but Baker Mayfield only got 13 minutes uh, total playing time there in the first quarter, and uh, Josh Allen got about 15, maybe 16 minutes, uh, basically the the uh, vast majority of the second quarter there. After that, it was uh, I can't remember somebody last name Lee, which uh, you know we're not we're not really looking at you know to be honest with you for uh, one of our at least early draft picks. Um, yes, the Broncos have drafted the most quarterbacks since I think it was 2012, uh, but I don't see that being the case this year with us already being heavy in the quarterback uh, position, uh, especially if we sign a free agent. So I don't expect us to sign more than one, maybe two quarterbacks this draft, uh, unless we're planning on letting Chad Kelly go, which I think he's going to be the best option for the third, third round. Um, both defenses look pretty strong, um, just kind of seeing how they played. Um, but once again, the receivers kind of, I mean, literally dropped, dropped the ball on several occasions, but uh, it was good to see how they went out, and bo- they're both players, Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, are making star- smart decisions. So um, going to you guys, uh, who would you rather have us pick up um, in the draft there, the first round, knowing that Cleveland has two picks ahead of us, the number one and the number four position?
2: I, I want to start with this, and, and unfortunately, I, as much as I like Josh Allen, I think he's a really good quarterback. Uh, what I don't like is that he reminds me way too much of both Brock Osweiler and Paxton Lynch in where he has this great potential. He's long. He's lanky. He can get out of the pocket if he needs to, but the, the arm strength is there, and we all know it, but does he have that – field vision when he gets to the next level which where the game gets much faster and that's really what it's going to come down to and that's why I don't like Josh Allen not that I don't think he's a good quarterback or he would excel in a different system is we've learned from our mistakes we know that type of quarterback doesn't work for us and we've tried it with two guys now and I think that's the only reason I, w- I would go with Big Mayfield if that fell to us but we also have to remember there's a lot of quarterbacks out there this year um, there's a lot of quarterbacks that played really well and there's this is going to be a quarterback heavy draft so we might even not take a quarterback even if in the first round so that's another thing we love to look at if we don't pick up a quarterback in free agency don't don't expect us just to go for the top quarterback in the first round another one might fall to us because it is such a quarterback heavy league and as always john elway might surprise us
1: yeah i I agree i if i had a if i had to choose one the other i'd go with uh, baker mayfield i think he's just the better overall um quarterback uh right now um I, i that he's not as tall or whatever but we've seen quarterbacks like russell wilson who's not the tallest but his run game just helps is able to carry the offense at times when needed um and i think baker mayfield kind of brings that kind of uh game option um um, with them so i I think if we do choose a quarterback uh first overall it would be uh mayfield but i agree too it's a very dense quarterback draft this year and especially we do if we are able to pick up a quarterback before then uh I see us going after the running back with our first draw roll pick,
0: okay, hey guys, so we do have Tanner Lee, who joined us, and we have some actually some breaking news uh that's happening right now. uh Chiefs have uh, agreed to trade Alex Smith to the Redskins, uh kinda making this whole thing a lot more interesting, so Tanner's gonna be helping wow. us out with the podcast this next wow. year, um, but I think that more or less guarantees. Uh, Kirk Smith will be uh, a free agent and it's going to come down to what team is more appealing to him and willing to give him the better offer. Uh, you know, He is going to come with a high price tag and obviously with him getting paid so much out there in uh, Washington, um, personally I don't feel he's worth that much money but in in the Redskins realm, he is and he's going to demand that much money and he's going to come with that price tag on his head. So. Uh, that is breaking news, and Tanner. Thanks for letting us know. I, you you beat uh, ESPN to the punch there on my uh, notifications, <laughs> but uh, uh, it is some interesting news, guys. What do you, I honestly did not see Alex Smith going to the Redskins, uh, and that kind of makes the uh, you know the Chiefs situation with their uh, you know we saw good things from their rookie quarterback, uh, you know, and seeing if he can keep up those good things he saw. But what what is your initial impression of this?
2: So for me, this shows two things. This shows, uh, for both franchises, one, the chiefs are heavy and they believe in their rookie quarterback. They believe Patrick Mahomes is their future and he's going to be the starting quarterback next year. Um, and number two, the Redskins do not believe in Kirk cousins, that he will be the future of their, uh, franchise. So we talked about all that before we talked about the franchise tag, throw it out the window. They're not giving it to him. Uh, they just picked up a a decent, very good quarterback off the, the trade wire and, and He's, he's going out. He's going to go out. He's going to start shopping around. And that actually bodes pretty well for us as Bronco fans because now that means he's going to have the option of a lot of different money getting thrown at him, but also the option of he's not the youngest quarterback out there. Uh, he wants to go somewhere where he can win. So that's that's my initial reaction off that is that's actually really good news for us as Bronco fans.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, it definitely shows that there's basically no shot that uh they're going to franchise tag Kirk Cousins which is great for us and um less one less thing to worry about with Alex Smith now too we don't have to worry about that being a, as part of the discussion yeah. um uh, and so uh, keep in mind too Elway is great with <laughs> charming quarterbacks and and convincing them to play for us even if that's at a little cheaper price compared to other teams I mean that, that's what he did with Peyton Manning Peyton Manning had bigger offers on the table uh, but L.A. was able to convince him to, uh, to come to the Broncos. And so uh, it's a huge advantage for that the Broncos have that other teams might not have is just that ability in of itself. And again, uh, already coming loaded with the defense where, you know, quarterback knows he's not going to have to carry a team every single game. And that he just has to, you know, do his thing and the defense will help them out. And so I think there's um, positives that can uh, help sway Kirk Cousins to come to the Broncos, even if we might not have the biggest offer on the table.
0: Yeah, guys, uh, so while the I missed the actual game of football during the offseason, it's uh, breaking news stories like this that kind of keep things interesting <laughs> and you're, and while you're waiting to see how things kind of develop and, and break down, especially for your team, you know, us as the Broncos. So uh, definitely kind of good news for us, I think, in that realm because it kind of starts to answer some of those questions in the long run. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take for us to sign or trade uh, I guess sign if he's a free agent Kirk Cousins um, but I would, I would expect that if that deal is going to get done it's going to get done sooner rather than later uh, once free agency starts uh, so too as to avoid another team trying to pick him up okay guys uh, with that let's go ahead and move on to the last part of our show here tonight we're going to give our Super Bowl breakdown uh, me personally actually we'll just gonna start with Jared uh, obviously I think uh, most if not all of Broncos country is rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, as obnoxious as their fans are, uh, I think we can all agree that uh, Patriots fans are just a little bit worse. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I feed off of Tom Brady tears. I, I just, you know, it, it, it sustains me. It keeps me happy for a very long time. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to see this this year. Um, but what do you guys think? What do you, how do you see this game going? And what is, what is the um, what are the Eagles going to have to do in order to beat this Patriots? And especially just B- coach Belichick's coaching style. You want to start? Jim? Yeah, sure. Uh, um,
1: first of all, yeah, I, I think the Patriots are just awful. They're just, they're just, they're just, <laughs> they're just, a, just a terrible awful. team. to terrible overall. I mean, um, fan base to their coach to their, every single individual player. I can't stand. Uh, or at least the the Eagles, they t- they seem to have some good dudes on the team, uh, which makes it a little easier to cheer for the team. Um, I, I think they have a great story going too. I mean, their their number one quarterback uh, goes down, and uh, Nick Foles, who's been uh, kind of talked uh, down on for the past couple of years, he's fought his way back and he's excelled in these playoffs. And um, so I, I think it'd be a it'd be a good story for them to win it for sure um as far as how to go about it i I think they need to do their best to keep the ball out of brady's hands the more time they can limit his possession of the ball the better chance they have but when you keep giving the ball to tom brady he's going to make it hard for your defense to keep putting pressure on and keep um keep him guessing as far as what the coverages are and everything and Um, For sure, I think what we saw with the Jags is don't change your game plan if it's working Uh, The Jaguars were having that had a solid game plan that was just killing The defense and they get a lead and all of a sudden they start playing not to lose Change their entire game plan themselves, which made it easier for the defense to stop and give the ball back to Brady And so uh, I think the Steelers offense is high powered. I think they're fantastic I mean, they just tore apart the number two defense in the league uh, with the Vikings uh, just sliced through them and so this is an offense that has a lot of capabilities and they don't have a bad defense either. And so I think as long as uh, they're able to keep the ball out of Brady's hands uh, as much as possible and they just stick to their game plan the whole way through, uh, they could be very
2: happy by the end of the night. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with all that. And I think my biggest game plan for the Philly for the Eagles, <laughs> to to beat the Patriots is going to be take a page out of the Broncos and the Jaguars' book, um, and the idea of pressure Brady often, pressure him early, but don't let up that pressure. As, as Jason has said, if, as soon as you let up that pressure, he's going to start excelling. That's what he does. That's what, his, that's what he lives for, and he does it all the time, day in, day out. He did it with Atlanta. He did it with Jacksonville. He does it all the time. So you can't let up that pressure on him. On the offensive side, I think it's more about clock control. You can't give the ball back to him. You can't give the ball back to them when there's still two minutes left and they're only down by a score. You know, you have to be able to control the clock, use that run game. Let's remember that this New England defense, as they've been better in the in the latter end of the season, they're not a very good defensive group. Uh, pound the ball, run the ball, uh, take as much time off of Tom Brady as you possibly can. Stay, keep your offense on the field as much as possible, and you got a real chance to win this. Uh, it's the second that you start backing off and thinking that you won it. Um, that's when he, they're going to start coming back. So stick with your game plan the entire way, and I, I think they've got this. Um, I do want to say, as much as we bash the Patriots and stuff, you have to give credit to both Bill Belichick and Tom Brady for making it this far. As much as I want to see Tom Brady cry, uh, <laughs> their cries of losing his, what, seventh Super Bowl, like, that's yeah. fine you know um he's he's is an amazing player and and you have to game plan around him and when as, as all of us are talking right now the entire game plan is going to be around him that really says something about it, about his play and who he is as a, as a player so i do want to give a little bit of that to him um but i still want to see him get his ass beat I mean, I mean to to be fair
1: that's <laughs> that's the type of things that happen when you sell your soul to the devil is awesome right? <laughs> yeah
0: Oh, yes. Agreed. So uh, the thing that impressed me with the Eagles, guys, and I was listening to the NFL radio the other night, they are talking about there are five defensive players on uh, the Eagles team that played all 16 games. Uh, The other ones, anyone else who started uh, was injured in some way or fashion at some point or just sat out a game for whatever number of reasons. So they have a huge amount of depth uh, to get where they are and to be as strong as they were all season long. They have the depth and they have the talent uh, from the starters all the way down to their third stringers, if you ask me. Um, and that, that's, like you said, taking the ball away from Tom Brady um, and limiting his time with the ball is going to be one of the big factors. You have to play four perfect games because, yeah, while well, I can't stand Billitschek and Brady, um, you got to respect him you just got to there's there's no way not to and you like i said you got a game plan around them so you have to play four perfect quarters you look at the teams that have lost to them both starting with the falcons last year and other teams this year teams just start getting stupid in the fourth quarter and i think it's a level of conditioning as well i think the patriots are just one of the best conditioned team uh and other players just play their hearts out for th- the three quarters and they just can't you know, either mentally or physically keep up in that fourth quarter. And that's where Tom Brady and Belichick come back to really make that, you know, make that comeback and get that score back uh, in their favor. So, uh, you got to play smart football for all four quarters as well. Um, you got to get that early lead. That's what I'm looking for. If the Eagles can get an early lead and sustain it, even go up by two touchdowns. I think they're setting themselves up for success. As long as they don't kind of screw themselves in the fourth quarter, like the Falcons did. Um, but you know, if if the Patriots go up by ten points or you know even fourteen, it's going to be incredibly incredibly tough for the Eagles to come back. Can they do it? I totally believe so. But it's something they're going to have to really try to avoid putting themselves in a bad situation early. So coming out, getting points on the board early, even if it's just a field goal or two, uh, to try and figure something out on the Patriots' side of the ball. Uh, how many times? How many games have have has Tom Brady been in where? Uh, he would throw to four or five receivers throughout the game, uh, so you gotta you gotta cover all of these guys because if you leave any single one of them open, Tom Brady's gonna see it and he's gonna make something happen with it. Um, so being able to limit that as well is gonna be a key to success for me. So uh, with that being said, uh, being a little optimistic here, guys, I'm gonna say Eagles, 34, 31. Jared.
2: Wow. Oh, okay, so I'm definitely going with the Eagles on this one because uh, I just can't bring it inside me to root for the Patriots. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, you know, I'm, I think the Eagles are going to take this and I think they're going to limit it. Um, I actually see the Eagles coming back for the final drive to win it instead of the other way around. Okay. Um, and I see the Eagles winning it uh, 31 to 28
1: uh i you know for some reason gut feeling tells me eagles 31 to uh 24 um and i think tom brady throws two interceptions
0: nice ooh that would be fantastic to see you know you know seeing tom brady sit on the field with his head hanging down uh would be something i would once again love to see repeated in history uh but we'll see apparently we all agree that eagles are going to get uh, a ton of points and if their offense is, is able to move the ball and play smart I, I think we can all agree obviously as our score predictions show uh you know they're going to put points up on the board uh it's a matter of uh, and if you ask me uh putting those points up early jared you're thinking they're going to come back from behind uh which i would love to see as well kind of get that uh, trophy taken from the from the t- Patriots and. Uh, Jay, you got the biggest spread there, uh, which, you know, the Eagles have, like I was talking about, a pretty dominant defense, so it'll be interesting to see you there. Okay, guys, so once again, I'm going to put this up as a podcast. If uh, you're listening to that, thanks for listening on our podcast. Make sure you share that with your friends. Uh, If you're watching this later on, because I know there's other stuff on Facebook that's probably taking over right now, but uh, share this video with your friends as well. Make sure you check out our videos and our podcasts. Thanks for joining us, guys. Jared and Jason, I'll give you some closing thoughts uh, right now if you want.
2: Yeah, so I want to start with saying T.J. Ward. I'm sorry I forgot your name. I'm sorry that I forgot that you were the one that got cut. Um, uh, so, yeah, so T.J. Ward was the guy. Outside of that, guys, uh, you know, it's as bad of a season as we had, we have a lot to look forward to. So let's keep up with good thoughts, keep up the good, the good ideas, and keep supporting our team. You know, we talk about through, through the good times and the bad. This is this is one of the bad. So, um, you know, let's, oh, yeah. let's keep our head up and keep pushing through.
0: Agreed.
1: Uh, Yeah, for me, you know, a rough year for the Broncos fans. But, uh, you know, uh, we are, I think, as far as teams that aren't in the playoffs, have the best shot at winning the Super Bowl next year. Uh, So look forward to that. And in the meantime, uh, when it comes to this upcoming Sunday, uh, when the Patriots lose, America wins.
0: (laughs) Very well said. Uh, Jared, I don't know if you have your sunglasses, but I've been wearing mine in honor of you for all the videos uh, that you haven't joined us for. So... Uh, it looks like he's trying to get him out right now anyway guys once again uh, there you go uh, I like it man you, 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 bring, you bring back uh, the sunglasses better than I do so with that guys thanks for joining us here on Orange Weekly uh, look forward to talking to you guys throughout the season hopefully uh, we can get uh, more of you guys involved uh, you know, we love having these conversations with you guys and just hear what Broncos country has to say so Jared and Jason thanks for joining me here tonight uh, look forward to hearing your thoughts uh, throughout the uh, off season here Uh, and, uh, you know, once again, not only go Broncos today, but go Eagles, everyone. Jerry and Jason, thanks, and uh, we'll see all you guys later. Take care.
2: See you.